Look out, here comes The Blitz, a podcast dedicated to covering all the local sports in Sumter, Lee, and Clarendon counties. A member of the Item Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of The Blitz. I'm Tim Leibel, and on today's episode, we've got Sumter High head softball coach Mike Moss. The Lady Gamecocks are gearing up for the playoffs next week, where they will be at home on Wednesday for a home playoff game. That is huge for the Sumter High softball program, so we thought we'd bring in Mike to chat all about their season and prepare for those postseason runs. Let's get to that conversation. All right, well, Mike, thank you so much for taking some time to, to come and chat a little Sumter High softball. Your girls have had a great year, so right before the playoffs started, it seemed like a great time to have you come in and talk about the season. Well, thank you for having me, Tim. Absolutely, and I mean, your group, you know, has really started to put something together this year, and, you know, you guys came in with an extremely young roster that, you know, had some experience kind of despite how young it is, just based on, you know, really starting them really young last year. And what has that process been like for this group of – of, you know, really just kind of starting this group young. I mean, it's eighth graders, freshmen that are really doing a lot of the heavy lifting for this team. Yeah, you know, we've got three seniors this year, and we've got a handful of tenth graders, and then we've got eighth graders after that. Don't have a ninth grader on the team. Well, I, I, I take that back. We've got one on the team this year. Um, Kylie Lux is a ninth grader, and uh, Michaela Moraisian is also a ninth grader. She's floated for us this year, going back and forth between uh, JV and varsity. But um, the majority of our team, we've got three eighth graders, uh, you know, just a few tenth graders, and don't have a junior. Um, and our three seniors, our three seniors have kind of they've led us this way. They've been real good role models. Each of them have been in the program since they were in the seventh grade. Uh, that's Samantha Kirkhart, Olivia Kirkman, and uh, Peyton Morris, and and they've they've done a really really good job. Um, they're they're all three of those seniors are just tremendous young ladies. Um, they're excellent students. Um, they you know they just really lead by example. And our you know younger girls have kind of fallen into place. Absolutely, and you know. Your seniors are always going to be important on every team from a leadership perspective, but is it a little different with a team like this that is so young, especially you know in a sport like softball that is you know a game of runs and a, and a, and it's a game of mistakes a it lot really of times. So you need to kind of have that strong leadership group with a young group that you know is going to take their licks at times when they're coming up and playing girls that are three, four years older than them for some of them. And, you know, the way you know the way high school athletics are structured nowadays, softball, baseball especially, they can start a varsity sport when they're in the seventh grade. And so it just it, it helps us. Each of these young ladies that are playing for us right now have been, you know, a part of our program since the seventh grade. And that's, that's a big deal because they hear the same terminology every day. Uh, they get the same instruction on the field. Uh, during the preseason, before we start any scrimmages, games, or whatnot we all practice together everything's done as one and so they just develop that bond uh, not to mention they all play you know outside of school together you know they've played forever together and so they know each other they know how to to feed off of one another and they, they know how to build each other up and with young ladies that's really 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 important um, you know they they bring all you know kinds of emotions to the field and and you know just having their buddies there with them it just it helps tremendously so we're very fortunate in that aspect and sisters in some of those cases sisters, as well we having get... having the Morris sisters there and then you've got a pair of of young artist sisters we as do. well there and we what's do. that dynamic like of just kind of having you know it 
It's, Family is, is as much as is true as it can be on this it's team. It's great. It's great. I pick on those two sets all the time. They go back and forth with one another and, and just do sisterly things to each other, you know. But they they, they also held hold their sisters accountable for everything as well. So it's um and sometimes it's the younger sisters holding older <laughs> sisters accountable. So it's 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 a neat uh, setup that we have with those those two sets of sisters. Yeah, and that's also an important thing where one of those sets of sisters is one of the seniors that you have that's on this correct. team. And it's kind of, you know, the that in with that younger group a little bit to have one of your seniors be able to go to her sister and be like, hey, let's get these other eighth graders kind of together and on the yep. same page here. Yep. Is that a dynamic that you've kind of seen play out? We have seen it play out. Uh, we have. And, uh, you know, it's just they're so funny, uh, you know. I could sit here all day and talk about the two sets and what they do to, to just kind of rib each other. And But um, you're right. I mean, uh, Lily will go to Peyton and, you know, express some concerns, and Peyton will come to, you know, to Lily as well. You know, and, you know, Peyton being the senior, the two artist girls there, you know, they really, really are the, each other's biggest um, – biggest fan so to speak and but they're also critique each other and hold each other accountable as well so absolutely and you know lily morris being you know part of the dynamic duo that you've been able to throw together in the circle and i'd love to start there where having two young pitchers where uh, lily ivy was really your workhorse last year and she's been able to kind of split the load this year which has i'm sure been a real blessing to be able to kind of not have to put it all on the shoulders of one middle schooler it's 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 been a big deal for us and um you know we we went in this year wanting a rotation, and you know we had to, uh, you know, ride Lily Ivy last year, and and now it's just we're it's about fifty fifty. Um, I you know I, I can't remember the exact number of innings each of them have thrown, but it's almost split down the middle, and that's a big deal for us. And you know, especially playing the three game series that we do, we um, we've gone into. Um, Pretty much since region play started, we've got the DP flex deal that we use, and, and uh, Lily Morris is super hot at the plate. She batted 469 in the region. I think her average is like 470 overall through all games. But um, anyway, we've used her in a DP role, and we've used Lily Ivy in the flex role. And what that means is with a DP flex deal, the DP can play the field for anybody, you know, at any time. And so we've used um, – We've gone in with lineups. We're okay. You know, Lily Ivy, you're going to take the mound today or take the circle today, and you're going to pitch. And, and Lily Morris, you're going to DP, which you're going to bat. And so we've pieced everything together. And I feel like we've got a pretty good solid lineup right now doing that. Um, you know, and if Lily Ivy, if, you know, she gets tired and, and needs relief, then it's no problem to enter, you know, Lily Morris and, and still keep Lily Morris's bat. And uh, it's a little bit different than the DH in baseball. And, and it just gives you a little more flexibility. You know, and then we'll go into days where, you know, all right, Lily Morris, you're going to start in the circle today, and but you're going to be our DP, and, and Lily Ivy, you're going to flex. And what that means is that Lily uh, Morris will be able to um, hit and pitch, and when she gets tired, if needed, we can insert um, Lily Ivy in the circle and nothing's lost. So we, uh, But it's just about – it's just a hitting thing. You know, our, all of our lineups are structured around who's pitching, and so – we just—I feel like we finally hit on the right, you know, the right lineup at this point in the season. 
And you can see having Lily Morris has made Lily Ivy more confident in that circle because she knows that, you know, if she doesn't have her best day and needs to have somebody kind of come in for her, she's not going to be stuck kind of sitting out there and just kind of having to grind through it, which last year she kind of had to take her lumps at times because she was pretty much your arm last year. Well, sometimes she did, and, and, and they handled it well. You know, they're both very strong competitors in their own and they want to see each other succeed and and at the same time they they want to do well themselves so they just they hold each other accountable um they they compete uh daily um you know for time in the circle um you can watch them in the bullpens um they're constantly competing and you know lots of you know it goes unsaid you know both of them want to be out there all the time but they understand you know that they're going to get tired at points and 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 so anyway it's uh it's just it's it's a, a good problem to have right now for us yeah and how does that dynamic work too where you guys kind of play a different region schedule than a lot of teams will where you guys play those three game series and so when you have three games in a week that's so important does it make having two arms to go to just kind of take some pressure off of things because you're not just throwing the same pitcher out there every every week is, which some teams in that region might be running into a thing where hey if you get shellacked on monday you're just like oh man this is going to be a long week yeah and you know most of our region teams uh conway piece theirs together a lot like we do but it's huge i mean um you know if if one of the lilies starts on a monday you may want to come back and start the other lily on a you know, on a Wednesday, and and then you know piece them together on Friday. But you know, we look at it like that. You can see the same girl, and we did that a lot. You know, in the region, up uh, St. James through Reagan. You know, every day that we played them, and you know, Reagan's Tibbets is really good. And and anyway, we were able to hit her, and you know, but it, if you see the same ball enough times you're going to be successful at the plate and I feel like it gives us an advantage like you say having the two arms to be able to mix it up and so that's what we really really try to do and that's been a big point of emphasis all year for us. Yeah, and it helps those two to have the run support that they've been able to have a lot of times this year. And really, you know, it starts at the top of that lineup with Ariana Evans. You know, oh, talk a little bit about her at the as just a spark plug where she is. You're pretty confident that she's going to be able to get on base. Absolutely, kick off an her, her on base percentage I think is like a six thirty three right now, and and you know regular season games, region included. Um, she's batting, I think, 462 on the season, uh, but she batted 500 in region play, and she batted um, she batted 600 in region play with runners in scoring positions. So it was huge. You know, every time I feel like we can get her home base, um, you know, uh, Bailey Artis has been in the two hole for us um, throughout region, and and she does a good job. We can fake bunt and get her to second on a steal, or you know, we can slash or just you know sack bunt. But we feel like if I feel like if I if we can get Ariana on base to start with, that's a run in the first inning. So you know that that's just kind of my mindset going into it. I'm, I've got that much confidence in her. Yeah, and that kind of creativity you can do once she gets on base is also a great example of just kind of, you know, the the type of bats that you have in this lineup. You've got some girls that can mash it a little bit, but for the most part, you've got a lot of girls that can run and yep. can find gaps and get those extra base hits and a lot of times those hits have been contagious with this group. They have been. They have been. We're we're hitting 370 as a team right now, which is about 60 points higher than we were at this time last season. Um 
We don't have a home run on the team, though. That's what's, that's what's miraculous. We've had to manufacture all of our runs. Uh, you know, majority singles. We've had several girls hit doubles and triples this year, but not many. Um, so we ask our girls to do a lot at the plate. Uh, you know, we slash a lot more than any other team that we see. And, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 we really spend a lot of time with that. We really spend a lot of time with sack bunts. Um, we've started um, what I call bunt for a hit this year. It's almost like the drag bunt in baseball, but we do it from the right-handed batter's box um, because we don't have a left-handed batter on the team, you know. And so, you know, we're timing up, and um, some of them have gotten really, really good at that. If you've been in our games, um, the bunt for hits, uh, some of them would pop right over the pitcher's heads and kind of put it in no man's land. But anyway, they they um, they like doing that. They like doing the the, you know, that non-normal stuff so we're we're pretty excited right now yeah and the ability to run like you guys have really means that you guys can threaten to score at any time even if you know you're not necessarily having people put them over the fence right. because when you got people moving around it just kind of puts a lot of pressure right. on a defense they they have done a really good job they're you know they've played so much softball and we spend a lot of time on base running early in the season um, you know, just I'll get out there on the field and hit balls, and and put we put three outfielders out there, and and they react to everything on the bases. Generally, the way things are structured is, you know, we'll start with the entire JV and varsity program, and you know, four will be at home plate, four will be at, at first base, four at second, and, and so on, and just hit a variety of balls, you know, and they have to apply their rules, you know, based on what's in front of them. So, but they do a good job. They can run. Um, we don't have a slow person on the team. Um, which is, you know, it's comforting to know that, you know, if somebody gets up there and strokes the ball, we've got a chance to score from first. And so yeah, that's, you know, we, we're very fortunate in that aspect. Absolutely. And, you know, another one of those bats to mention has been Olivia Kirkman, you yes. know, one of your seniors there. And, you know, in the middle of that lineup, consistently it seems like she always kind of comes up to the plate when you need to drive absolutely. and run, and she always seems to come absolutely. through. Absolutely, absolutely. And she's she's come into her own. She batted 300 um, last year, and she's over 460 this year. Um, we batter, you know, we've, we've juggled the lineup a little bit. She's batting fourth for us right now. Um, you know, I, I believe she's just a bonus to, to – to put up there in the four spot and to whatever's on base. Uh, she's not going to strike out a lot. She's going to put the ball in play, and it's usually hard. And so th- that's huge for us. Yeah, and the biggest thing, too, is the depth of your lineup has been really nice this year where you haven't necessarily needed to have um, – you know, one player be, you know, your your RBI contributor. Anybody from one through nine has kind of had their stretches this year where, you know, somebody gets hot and when you need them to drive in a run, they've driven in a run. It, how nice is that as a coach to just know that, you know, at any point in your lineup you feel confident that somebody who's stepping up to the plate can drive somebody in from well, second it's, base? Well, it's definitely a better feeling than what we've had <laughs> in years past. You know, you, you when you set your lineup, you know, you usually go from strength uh, the way I set mine, you know, believe it or not, is not by batting average. It's on base percentage. It's slugging percentage. You know, I look at those things, and I try to stagger. I try to stagger speed. I try to stagger, you know, who can do a job. And when I say do a job, who can get up there with runners on, you know, in scoring position and, and lay a sack bunt down, lay a bunt for a hit down, or even better, you know, slash. And, um, you know, the thing about the slash is that, you know, 
you square around, everybody thinks you're going to bunt, and then you you know drive one over their head, and and so they don't know how to play you from that point. They don't know whether they should be crashing to play the bunt or just hold their ground. And so once you slash enough, you they're going to hold their ground, and then you can lay the bunt down. But um, you know, just staggering our lineup the way that we do, I try to put strength in different spots. Um, the number nine hole is usually a second lead off for us, and and. So we're just fortunate, you know, everybody's hitting right now, and so we're, we're very happy about that. Yeah, and going through region play, I mean, you guys have been able to find a lot of success through that run. And, you know, that sweep of Socacy was big for this group. Talk a little bit on the importance of kind of being able to see those three games in a row come out with wins and, and prove that, you know, you could get that region sweep. Well, you know, we've talked about that. We've never had a region sweep since we've been playing the three-game series, and Socacy has always been one of our – our nemesis. Um, we just, for whatever point, uh, you know, last year, example, we go to Soxty and it's a 17-16 game at the end of the game, and you know, we come out on, you know, on the losing end of it, but we go back and forth, and so they've always been a thorn in our side. But you know, to get the three games on them this year, it really sparked a lot of confidence for our girls because they saw that they could put it together all three days and and come away with a sweep and. You know, um, it was it was a big deal for us. We love playing Sox D. I got a tremendous relationship with their coach, and and it's just it, it's a fun group to play. And so, and it was a week of adversity too. I mean, you ended up having to play all three games right in a row because yeah. you get weather coming in, and then um, you know a prom moving up a uh, yeah. moving up a game to Thursday. I mean, you know, it's important for a young group to kind of learn how to kind of go with the punches a little bit, especially as you're preparing for the playoffs where uh, you never know what's going to happen That's for in sure. a district. So you know, how big was that in particular? The Sox D series was a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday deal. And, you know, what people fail to realize is that we played at Sox D on Tuesday and Thursday. That's a two-hour and 15-minute trip one way for us. So those, those young ladies were on a bus – you know, for approximately eight hours that week. And it's just a big – it's a big deal to go down there and beat them twice and to, you know, contend with the bus ride and all that. Although they do have – they have a great time on the bus. Um, but it was, you know, it was big. And it just I, – I think, like you said, it helps us, you know, getting ready for the playoffs. And, and uh, you know, just like, you know, we may – we're supposed to play on Wednesday. Well, we might get rained out on Wednesday. So we may have to play Thursday and Friday. So – you know, we're accustomed to that, and, and and we'll be ready for it if that's the case. Yeah, and since then, you guys have had, you know, some ups and downs. Obviously, you guys didn't play over spring break, so that's just kind of a chunk of time where you got to figure out how they're going to play when you get back. And you had a tough Conway series coming back from that. And um, not being able to, to get that series win with a close game on that Friday for that last region game. You know, what did you kind of learn about this group over that stretch of time in particular? Well, um, I've learned that going into next year, minus the three seniors, we've got everybody back. We're going to do something over spring break. Um, uh, there's a tournament that we can get in at the beach called the Grand Strand Classic, and I'm, I'm going to look at doing that. Um, I like rest at that point in the year because I feel like it, you know, it does everybody good, coaches included, but we still need to be playing ball. I've learned that the past couple of years. We never come back from spring break. It always takes us a game to get back into the swing of things. Um, we never come back from spring break like we go into spring break. So we're going to adjust some things and, and you know, possibly play in a tournament next year or, you know, just look at some other things, maybe playing, you know, schools close by during that week where we could set a, 
uh, a midday game or a, a late night game, and they can still have their whole day, you know, to themselves. But just to play softball is, is so important. They don't need to go without touching a ball or, or seeing a ball for a week, and, and that's my fault. But we're gonna we're gonna structure things differently and and uh, and move move on from there. Yeah, especially because you never know how weather is going to hit, too. I mean, you, you guys plan to have more games this week before the playoffs than, than Mother Nature kind of allowed. And, um, you know, talk a little bit about kind of the momentum coming into this. You know, you had a tough game against Conway to close that region play, get a nice one together against Crestwood, didn't get to play Lakewood on Thursday night, and now it's time for the games that kind of really count. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, I want to, you know, just say that we were very fortunate to be able to play Crestwood. Um, we were supposed to play West Florence. It was senior night for us. West Florence had to drop us to pick up another region game that they had to make up. And so, anyway, I called Coach Flippin, and he was non-hesitant. He said, absolutely. He said, we're going to come and play. Um, you know, they're getting ready for the playoffs as well. So it was just a good outing for, for both teams. And, uh, you know, then to not be able to play last night because of weather, um, it, it – it, we still practiced, uh, you know, we, we, we took ground balls, our pitchers threw, uh, we hit in the cages, we'll do the same today, and, you know, we'll bring them in on Sunday and um, and go from there. But, um, um, you know, we're just trying to, to keep them fluid right now and, and seeing pitches and, 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 and taking the ground balls and the fly balls, and, and that's kind of where we're structuring things right now. Yeah, and what is kind of the message of this group going into the playoffs? This is a group that does not have a ton of playoff experience. And, you know, the, the baseball and softball playoffs in South Carolina are their kind of own breed. And luckily, with the way that your guys' region is structured with those three-game series, a little bit more prepared than maybe some other teams to kind of make that dive in. But, you know, what is the message as they prepare for that kind of intensity to get cranked up a little bit? Well, right now, um, last going back to last year, you know, we uh, – we got into the playoffs for the first time, first time in a number of years. Um, now this year we've got a home game, so that's a big deal for us. And so we're really looking forward to that. Um, you know, uh, the other night the girls thought that they had to finish second to get a home game. And so when we told them after the game that, that wasn't the case, you know, even though Conway beat us, we finished third, but because of our district, the way that it's structured, we would have a home game. And, and so that was that was so huge for them. A couple of them started crying. I said, why are you crying? And they said, because we didn't think we were going to get to play at home. And so that's a big deal for them. And I, I think it's been since 2012, maybe, since they've had a home playoff game. And so we're, you know, we're going to build on that and, and just go from there. Yeah, and for the listener who might not understand how you get a home game as a three seed, kind of explain how that district is set up. The way our district is is, is that the number one team will play an at-large team. We're not sure who that at-large team is going to be right now, but then it kicks it down. There's no number two seed, so we're going to be the, the, the three seed in the district, and uh, Cane Bay will be the fourth seed. So the way that it works is the higher-seeded team gets the home game. So with us being three and Cane Bay being four – that's the way that works. Absolutely. And as you're kind of preparing for that, you know, you, you mentioned a little bit about the importance to this group. But, you know, talk a little bit, you know, as a coach of kind of what it means to kind of get that game at home and, and to be able to kind of prove to this group that, you know, the work that they've been putting in is really paying off with a result like that. These girls, they work really hard. Um, they do everything that we ask them to do. Um, if you could see our practices, our practices are pretty well structured. And um, they don't miss a beat. It's such a big deal for them right now. 
um, yesterday at practice. I mean, the biggest controversy that we had was what uniforms we're going to wear on Wednesday. And so, you know, they 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 have really bought into what we've asked them to do. And as a coach, that's all you can ask, just to be able to go out and, and see you girls be happy and to see them be, you know, to be excited about something. And it's just not not just another game. You know, with as much travel ball that everybody plays right now, that's always been my biggest concern is that, you know, the importance of school ball is not where it should be. And so we, we spend a lot of time talking about the pride of playing for your high school, um, the pride of, you know, competing in a region, you know, trying to, to, to win a region championship, trying to, you know, win a county championship at that. Um, and, and, you know, so we have to spend a lot of time talking about that because sometimes with as much ball that they play, they kind of lose sight of that, you know. And so we, we you know, we're very proud to be Sumter Gamecocks. They're very proud to wear the Sumter across their chest. And so we'll see. We'll, we'll you know, we're, we're excited about this next week, and, and we'll just we'll go from there. So. Yeah, and tell me a little bit about the kind of prep specifically for this where, you know, it, that double elimination kind of style where, um, you know, you, you hope to come out to get a, a set a good tone right out of the gate. But, you know, if you get that first win, you still got to get two wins after that to finish it off. So just for the preparation standpoint of kind of what goes into um, making a run through a district, what is that kind of prep like for you guys this week? Well, we're going to take it and, and we're going to structure it the same way that we do our three-game series, you know, at practice, um, practice gets really, really monotonous to them because we can only do so much. We can only run our bunt coverage so many times, our our first and third defense, our first and third offense so many times. But the thing that we're going to do is that, you know, all the little things that we've practiced, we've got pick plays, we've got, you know, uh, you know, plays, uh, you know, with back picks that we haven't shown yet. So we, we just – we're making sure that, that everybody knows – where to be at every situation, and, and that's how we're taking it. Like I say, you know, we're set up really, really well by playing our three-game series in the region to look at something like this. And, you know, hopefully we're going to come out Wednesday and, you know, get a jump on, you know, on our opponent and, and you know, really have a good mindset going into Friday. The thing I will say is that these young ladies are not afraid to play anybody, um, you know, and that, that comes from us going to Lexington last year, and they were the number one team in the state, ranked 17th nationally, and they beat us 6 nothing. It was a clean ball game. It was 2 nothing going into the third or the fourth inning, I, I think, and then we had a couple errors behind it, and, and it ended up being 6 nothing. But, you know, that showed me right there that this group, you know, they're the same group, and they're not afraid of anything. Um, the thing that I was most impressed with, though, was after the Conway loss, um, how they handled it. And they were genuinely upset um, because they lost that game, and and you know they just the importance of it. And so I I, I feel like um, you know we're, we're making steps in the right direction with with getting the, the school ball importance back, and and you know them wanting to be successful on the field. Absolutely, Michael. We're looking forward to seeing what the uh, Lady Gamecocks are able to do once those playoffs kick off on Wednesday, and we're looking forward to hopefully a nice little run for them. So. Uh, Thanks for coming in and chatting all about it. Thank you so much, Tim. I appreciate you having me. That'll do it for this week's episode of The Blitz. Thanks again to Mike for coming in to talk a little bit about the Lady Gamecocks, and we're looking forward to seeing what they're able to do in the postseason coming up this week. Also on the item, we've got some more softball for the grind this week where we've got Savannah Price from Lee Academy, who is a great multi-sports star out there for the Lady Cavaliers, but she's in the middle of an excellent softball season now at Lee Academy. For the Item Podcast Network and Studio Sumter, I'm Tim Leibel. Thanks for listening.